Our guest analyst this afternoon, Sterling Smith, Director of Ag Research with Agrisampo USA. Sterling, we saw a grain market. We started stronger this morning, then tended to fade as the day wore on. Yeah, we had some chatter from the uh, ECB today, and that sent the dollar a little bit higher. And that came in and weighed on prices. We also had the export sales report. Now, for soybeans, it was okay. It was acceptable. It was what we would expect with historical norms. For corn, on the other hand, it wasn't so good. And uh, I think that's creating a little bit of nervousness about exactly what we're going to do in the export corridor. Along that Along with that, with the corn, we've kind of struggled right under $7 here, and we haven't seen anything really to drive it or create any, uh, you know, really good buying pressure to come in to lift prices, and that's kind of left us uh, stuck in a bit of a channel, and uh, wheat was doing better, and it kind of faded off with a lack of, again, any really good bullish input, and along with that, uh, the export sales for wheat were better, but still not all that great. And the export inspections that came out on Monday were just simply bad. Yeah, for sure. Not only that, but do you throw in a little bit of moisture in the southern plains and it's a recipe for a down move? A little bit of a down move, a little bit of selling pressure, but again, nothing uh, nothing too out of the ordinary and nothing too much to worry about. What's it going to take to get us to break this uh, channels that we've been trading in? Well, it's going to take, one, what are going to be the ideas out of South America? If we start to see problems in South America, that would increase some bullishness, and that might help propel us higher. I'm a lot more concerned about the downside right now than I am the upside, though. If we see pretty good performance out of South America, that's going to start to create some weight in the market. The other thing is, I think the U.S. dollar, we may be looking at a sideways sort of maybe to lower behavior out of the U.S. dollar. I'll get to that in a minute. But the uh, Chinese currency has weakened against the dollar a little bit, and that makes all of our imports more expensive. So I think that is kind of slowing things down as well. Export concerns? Yeah, you said the the dollar leads to export concerns. Yeah, we're seeing export concerns with the dollar. And, you know, if that can back off, that will be helpful. But the uh, other side of the coin is, Will we see China maybe reaching to South America a little bit more, given Z's policy? So we have that creating some nervousness in the market. Two, I think we've got, you know, we obviously have the bird flu issue, but along with it, we're looking at tighter livestock supplies in general. And if that happens, um, we might see, again, some demand erosion or at least some dislocation, and that might uh, also tend to weigh on prices. We have a good fund position that's supportive, but if they start to change their minds, we could see what happened in corn. You know, probably not as bad as what we saw in cotton, but we could definitely see something change. Been hearing rumors about diesel fuel shortages uh, around the country, particularly in the uh, east, along the East Coast, Atlantic Coast. That going to impact this market too, or not? Well, uh, the good news is we're about done with harvest. We've had really good harvest uh, action, and we are just about done with that. But. Uh, the problems in the Northeast are real. That's particularly in, in the Northeast United States. There's a big refinery in Philadelphia that was importing most of what it made diesel fuel out of from Russia. And with that not really being a source, that is creating a problem. Along with that, on the East Coast, you use a lot of heating oil, which directly competes with diesel. They're more or less the same thing. So 
with the potential for a cold winter, we've already seen some heating oil rations going on in parts of the Northeast. So that is going to be a problem, not so much necessarily for the corn market, but that could create some issues for the energy market and uh, might tame the ideas about, might uh, stoke the ideas about inflation a little bit. Sure. How the livestock market do? Well, taking a look here, cattle were uh, basically unchanged on the day. Again, fractionally lower. Uh, looking in the north, we didn't see a lot of action yesterday. We didn't see a lot today, but I think the Packers are going to have to come in here and buy. North prices are good, 153 to 155, nice and solid. South 150. We've seen uh, cutouts up 15, 20, 25 cents from their lows they just made, and there's a good seasonal demand for beef coming into play. So that should be able to help the cattle market, assuming we don't get any instantaneous shocks in the energy markets or anything of that sort. Anything else we need to be aware of we're talking about? Well, we had our GDP number this morning, and it came out better than expected at up 2.6%. And that was better than the 2.4% uh, expected and noticeably better than the negative number we got last month. Along with that, there was an inflation number in here. And last month, they read at 9.0. That came in at 4.6%. We have a big set of inflation numbers tomorrow. We have some PCE and University of Michigan inflation numbers. And that could influence the, uh, the currency noticeably and could drive the dollar lower. We've seen interest rates come back meaningfully. There seems to be a change in tone in front of this Fed meeting. No guarantees, but uh, we may be easing up on the interest rate situation. And that, in general, would be good for livestock, I think. I don't think it's going to have much to do with the corn market. Sterling, appreciate the time. Thank you much. AgriSampo North America Director of Ag Research, Sterling Smith.